Hey everyone, thank you for joining in for our midweek online time together. We hope that tonight you are encouraged and you are blessed. Tonight we're going to begin something new. We've been in Colossians. Tonight we're going to look at another letter of Paul's in the New Testament, Galatians. We're going to be walking through this letter over the next several weeks to study what Paul has written to encourage and edify the church uh, in Galatia. Now, it's going to multiple churches. It's a document that's sent to many churches, and we'll talk about that as we move along. But we know that we can still apply the truth of God's word to our life today. So we're going to look at the very first two verses in chapter one in the book of Galatians tonight. And if you are watching on Facebook, we invite you to like and share if you are checking it out on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, all right? Those help get this out to more people, and it helps our ministry go further faster, and we want you to be a part of that. Here's tonight's set of verses, verses 1 and 2 from Galatians chapter 1. Paul writes this, Paul, an apostle, not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Now, what we see happening here is we see that Paul identifies himself, but also speaks of his calling. It was way back in the late 90s when I was at a church service on a Sunday night at Clear Branch Baptist Church in South Mississippi, when the pastor at the time was sharing his calling to ministry experience. He was going through all the details, and as I sat there, it was like the room was empty except for me. And that the pastor was speaking directly to me because what he was sharing, what he was describing were things that I was walking through at that moment in my life. And I began to understand that God was calling me into the ministry. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Well, that's for preachers, preacher. Well, you know, I was a believer long before I was a preacher. And so what we really learn from Scripture is, is that yes, there's a specific calling maybe for a pastor or someone that teaches or a church planter or a missionary. There may be some specific callings there, but the call of God is the call to salvation. And if God has called you into salvation through Christ Jesus, then he has a purpose for you. And God didn't rescue us to prop us up on a mantle until we all get to heaven like the good old hymn says, right? Christ rescues us for a specific purpose. And that's kind of what we see happening here in Paul's calling. Paul is identifying himself and sharing his specific purpose. You see, Christ provides us, he provides us with a purpose as his church. And this is what Paul is exemplifying in these first two verses. So that's what I want us to contemplate tonight. I want us to think about the glorious calling that we have in Christ along with the authority of Christ in our life. In this first part of verse 1, we see one's call, it provides us with purpose. You know, right now, my, my older kids, my big kids, they're starting getting to the age where we're having to teach them how to introduce themselves. Uh, when, when we go to a restaurant, a waitress is there. We're having to teach them to, to look at the waitress, not look down, but, but interact, look with the waitress, and, and let them know what they want. But we're also talking about how we introduce ourselves to others, not, not look away and look down and be standoffish, but to look them in the eye, shake their hand. These are, these are skills, life skills, 
that we as parents are having to walk through and help them and show them uh, how to introduce themselves appropriately. Well, Paul is introducing himself appropriately. Not only is he identifying him uh, as his name, that this letter is directly from him, but in his greeting, he shares that he's an apostle. Now, this term was given by Jesus to the original 12, but Paul's encounter on the Damascus Road, if you'll remember in the book of Acts, Paul's encounter on the Damascus Road lines him up for apostleship. It lines him up specifically because Christ radically encountered him on the Damascus Road, and that not only changed Paul's life for all of eternity, it changed his purpose as he was called out by Christ in this life as well. Now, this term apostle that's used here in this first verse, it, it was used in Judaism, which we all know Paul's a Jew. And, and, and so it was used in Judaism very specifically. And the term that was used in the ancient day, it speaks of one with special status, one that enjoys an authority and a commission that came from a body or person other than that other than the person himself. So what Paul is using here, as he describes himself as an apostle, he's like, authority is coming from elsewhere. I'm an apostle. This, this is my identification. Paul is saying that my, my authority is coming from elsewhere. So the term actually has in it, woven into it, that his authority is coming from somewhere else. So he's identifying himself as Paul, but also as an apostle, because this speaks to his purpose. The purpose that he's living out for glorifying the Lord Jesus. You see, it's in this in encounter with Jesus that Paul has a defined purpose. All believers, all believers, as we encounter the risen Lord, just as Paul did, as we encounter Jesus, we possess a purpose. Jesus provides us with a purpose to live for him. So when we think about this, we can begin reading this letter and we, we can begin to just kind of skip over this greeting. But when we zero in and when we pull back the layers a little bit more, we see that even in the title Paul uses, it speaks to the purpose that Jesus has given. But that's not just for Paul. It's for all believers. If, if Christ has rescued us, as, as we see, we're going to see later on in this set, set of verses as we walk through them over the next few weeks, if Christ has rescued us from sin, if he has pulled us out from the sin that has condemned us, if he has brought us from the chains of sin, then he's not just going to prop us up. No, he's going to use us. He's going to give us a purpose. Your purpose may look different from mine, and my purpose may look different from someone else's. But as a believer in the Lord Jesus, we may not hold the office of apostle, but we may be used by God in a very specific, purposeful way within his church. And so what we see on top of all this is that the church collectively comes together to live out its purpose with each other. So Paul says here, Paul, an apostle, but he speaks about the church as a whole in these first two verses. So the, the individuals called out by Christ come together communally, collectively, as the church to live out their purpose for the glory of Christ. And so this is very important as Paul writes to the early church about this. He has identified himself, but he also identifies the one who has commissioned him. So this is what we see next. We see that one's 
call is by Jesus. One's call is by Jesus. Coming up in the next month, I'm going to have to renew my license. Doesn't that sound like fun? If you try to renew your license this year, I'm not looking forward to it. I didn't look forward to it in just quote unquote normal years. It's always something that takes up way too much time. It always seems to take a, a big chunk of your day to try to get your license renewed. And so this year, I really don't know how it's going to go. Hopefully it won't be too bad. But the reasons we get the reason we get our license is obviously we want to drive, but it's also this layer of identification. It, it's our ID. You know, we, we show our ID to authenticate who we are, who we are. And so this is what Paul is doing. Paul says, not from men or, or by man, but by Jesus Christ. So he's an apostle by Jesus. This hasn't been given by man or it's not man-made. No, he is identifying himself with Jesus. He's an apostle of Jesus Christ. This is his role. So one's call does not come from one's own volition. Paul didn't just muster up the idea of, well, I'm, I'm going to be an apostle. I'm going to put myself out there as an apostle. This is what I want to do. That's not what happened. No, Paul is commissioned by the authority of Jesus. It is a divine gift. It is divinely gifted to be used to glorify the Savior who has given it. Paul notes that his calling is not from men. It's not from himself. It's not man-made. He is informing the audience of his appointment of his earthly designation. His eternal designation is child of God. He is identified as follow, being a follower and a believer in Christ. That's his eternal identity. His earthly designation is living out the role of being an apostle. Paul reveals a heavenly source, not a man-made source. He didn't grasp this. from. He wasn't given an apostle degree from some kind of seminary, right? No, his authority comes because of the authority of Christ identifying him as an apostle of the gospel. The important truth for Paul here is that authority, that he writes not from a position that he has, he is touting of his own, but it is a position that has been commissioned by the Savior. Therefore, he is writing with authority given by Christ to the church. And that's what we need to note. One way we can apply this to our life is that we don't hold authority over our own life. We don't possess authority over our own life. No, as believers, being identified as, as the child of God, the son or daughter of God, authority comes from Christ in our life. We don't gain our authority from man-made roles. We don't gain our authority from our autonomy of ourself. Our authority comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Well, Paul writes about it. Paul introduces it in the introduction. The authority comes from Christ because God the Father raised him from the dead. He has given, he has set the Son and given him all authority, all, power, all power, and that his name is above every other name. We see that written about in Paul's other writings. This is why. Our lives are not our own. We live out a purpose and a calling that is given in authority by Christ. And we submit and we surrender and we yield our lives to his authority. And so when we think about our call, 
Our call is given in authority by Jesus, and we live out that call in purpose for Jesus, for his glory. Jesus is glorious, and he calls the believer and the church to proclaim who he is and live by his authority. Paul's purpose and call, though, is de designated for a specific group. So when we think about it, our calling has given us a purpose. Our call is from Jesus, and our call is for the church. Paul is distinguishing the importance of the church here. The church is not a building. church is not a campus. The church is not a place uh, with a physical address. No, the church are the believers of God connected together living out the call and purpose of God for the glory of his name. He's writing with other brothers. So Paul isn't alone in this message. He's writing from a brotherhood, this community of believers where they're going to edify other believers. So he's already in a community of believers as he writes this. He identifies himself. He identifies his call and his role. He identifies the authority of Jesus in his life. But he also shows that this authority is not isolated. This authority is communal in the community of believers, as he says, brothers with me. And now the apostle, along with others, they are sending this out to churches of Galatia. So Paul has identified himself. Now he identifies specifically his audience. The apostle is dress, addressing a group of churches by the authority of Christ to instill true teaching among them. He doesn't want the churches in Galatia to be led astray. He wants to build them up in the teaching of the gospel and the right teaching of what it means to follow Jesus. Scholars say this, if the recipients were South Galatians, we know of at least four such local churches and there may well have been more. So Paul is using this letter to not only go to one specific group, could be four, could be more than that. So as he is in community living out his purpose, he is compelled by the authority of Christ to write to the churches that need to be built up in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The circulation of Paul's writing most likely went to these multiple churches to build them up in edification and teaching. And this shows us two keys for spiritual growth. Edification and teaching, they are not done alone. They are not done alone. And that's what we see here. Paul is in community. He's writing to other gospel communities because edification and teaching and living out the Christian life, it's not done alone. It's done within community. This is why the church is so important. The church is where we live out our purpose. We live out our calling together under the authority of Christ for the glory of his name. So this is why we don't put off church. This is why we, as, as we read in New Testament, we don't forsake the assembly of believers. No, we come together as a church. So we're using technology right now. As you watch this, we're using technology, which is a great tool. But it doesn't mean that we forsake being in community with believers. We can use this tool. This can be edifying as well, but we don't forsake the community of believers because we don't grow spiritually. We are not edified spiritually in isolation. We are to be together under the authority of Christ, living out our purpose for Christ, for the glory of Christ. 
as we wrap it all up. I want to give you three takeaways. I hope that you'll ponder these. I hope that you'll apply these and live these out as you begin the rest of your week. First, God's calling to salvation provides believers with a purpose. You have a purpose. Seek the Lord. Live out your purpose as a believer in him. Secondly, one's calling is by the authority of Jesus through his resurrection. His authority is paramount in our life. Our autonomy does not compare to the authority of Jesus. Yield to his authority in your life and be amazed at how he works, molds you, shapes you, and helps you live out your purpose and your calling. Finally, one's calling is lived out in the community of God's church. We come together as the people of God collectively. And that could be small in smaller groups, but it also could be collectively larger in a worship gathering like we do on Sunday mornings. These are important components. They are not, they are not dismissive. We don't dismiss these. No, we embrace these because it's part of living out the calling that Jesus has in our personal life as believers, but also as the church. There is no plan B for the Lord. The church is the plan. So let's engage in it. Let's be about it. And let's live out our purpose as the church in this glorious calling of salvation for the glory of our Lord. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's tuned in and listening. And I pray that you will help them be edified, be taught, and be in community as the church. Help us live out our purpose and calling for the glory of your name. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.